Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sports Roundtable. My name is Bob Branco, and this is episode 318, dated Monday, December 11th, 2023. Before we continue with our program, and our very special guest for today, let me introduce the panel members that we have so far. We have, from Coos Bay, Oregon, Peter Alchil. Welcome to, uh, from Coos Bay. Another atmospheric river has left us, so it's actually a relatively pleasant day. But uh, we're mourning the prowls of the Oregon Ducks and uh, the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. All right. And from Texas, we have the Reverend Michael Garrett. Welcome from a happy cowboy fan in a 63-degree, beautiful, sunny day in Missouri City, Texas. Send it up here, please. (laughs) (laughs) And from New Jersey, we have Don Wardlow. Oh, hi there. From Jersey, where it's just cold. It's not pouring with rain like it was yesterday. Luther King should be joining us momentarily. I'm sure that when he does, he will let us know. I want to say thank you to those people who make it possible for Sports Roundtable to be with us. We have Raymond Gay, our executive editor and producer. Thank you for what you do. Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place Chatline. Thank you very much for posting our programs on bulletin board number 14 on your line. We appreciate that. Also, our media outlets. Thank you for airing us when you do that's much appreciated as well and also to jacqueline sylvia of js web solutions for archiving our programs on my website just go to www.brancoevents.com arrow down till you get to sports roundtable podcasts click on them and you will see most of our archives from latest to earliest merci jackie and finally many thanks to trish who has agreed to be our host for today's program. Trish, thank you very much, as always, for taking the time to spend time with us on Sports Roundtable. We appreciate you very much. We have a very special guest with us, uh, Pete Shepard, who many of us are quite familiar with. I remember listening to Pete locally on WEEI in Boston for almost a decade. Uh, Pete Shepard has agreed to join us today. From Fort Myers, Florida, Pete, I believe that's where you said you are at the moment. Welcome to Sports Roundtable. Thanks, yeah. Doing morning drive now for the uh, Tony Bruno Sports Network. Tony's uh, a legend, so I do. He's got his own network down here, uh, and uh, it is. Um, it's been phenomenal. Been there about six weeks after being at ESPN Southwest Florida for uh, over six years, and uh, honored to be with you guys. It's fantastic. It is uh, a little chilly. Yeah, uh, 65 degrees right now, part of the cloudy here in Fort Myers. Uh, wasn't uh, I like going to the pool after the show sometimes and get a little exercise in, but unfortunately couldn't get that done today. The humanity is uh, overwhelming. I'm not sure I'll survive. Uh. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're having fun down there in Florida, and I'm, I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing, Pete. I've listened to you for a long, long time. You've always been a very knowledgeable uh, sports individual, and we've learned a lot from you over the years, and we appreciate you. Sorry about that. I <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to start out by 
talking about the most ridiculous contract in sports history that evolved over the weekend. The L.A. Dodgers, and I get why they did it. It's nothing to them because in their opinion, they can invest all the money they want in this player because this player is going to cause a lot of sales of his paraphernalia. They'll make his money back right away. It doesn't matter how much money Shohei Otani is going to make, even if he's out for a year. Um, The Dodgers made an investment, and they're sure they're going to make it up quickly. $700 million over 10 years. For Shohei Otani, can you believe it? As Joe Castiglione would say, "Yeah, absolutely." What do you think? Uh, well, and look, I mean, he can't pitch for a year, but he's still going to be able to play. And everything you say is true. But a lot of people don't understand. Not that it matters. First of all, you get caught up in athletes and Hollywood money, then you you dilute. I mean, you can't get it's it's insane. It's not realistic. So I I have blocked that stuff out a long long time ago so there was if you're worth what you were sorry my dog's playing with a squeaky toy chara my dog's name is Chara. <laughs> how much is he gonna hit with a blowed elbow right well, well, he he might be out for a couple of months no, but the thing is he may not he may not be able, he's not gonna be able to pitch for a while that's obvious but remember a lot of this money is deferred i don't think a lot of people understand the contract and i i think jeff passon broke it down on espn very succinctly the other day a lot of this money is deferred so what does that mean it means the Dodgers are very smart about this whole thing. He's still going to get his seven hundred million, but the Dodgers are only going to be out about forty to fifty million a year range, which is a huge benefit for that organization. So the deferrals also affect the net present value of the deal, and you know, money today, as they say, is more valuable than money tomorrow. So on paper, it looks like not so money crazy. I get it. Shohei Otani is going to get his money, but a lot of this money is deferred. It's a bit, you know, it's a big terminology for rich people, rich people, and rich owners that have. Hundreds of billions of dollars. They're going to get a big tax break. Everybody's going to be happy. And, you know, the Dodgers are going to be, they're already a, a World Series contender already, obviously. And now they just they just got better, whether he pitches or not. But if he when hits 250 with a blowed elbow, that'll be a miracle. I think but there's no way he can hit 250 with a ruined elbow. But it brings up the following question, though. Hey, Luther. I guess. At what point do we start to ask ourselves, Dave Roberts, yeah, he's won one. But now that he's got Shohei Otani, now the expectations go through the roof. It's either World Series Championship or bust for the Dodgers now with Shohei Otani. But I think it's been that way for them and a lot of other organizations for a long time. I mean, it, it, and on my show and for, for years, even in Boston and everything else, when it comes to putting teams together, you know, Herb Brooks had the best line ever. You know, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. So, yeah, I'm sure he's going to fit in. But what if their pitching sucks? I mean, then what happens? What if Soto goes to the Yankees? Yeah, Soto's with the Yankees, a 2-3 combination, him and Judge. Great. What if their pitching stinks? They just traded away uh, four starters, basically. Four right-handed starters. I I thought it was a reliever in there, too. Yeah, a reliever in there. It's a short little league right field at Yankee Stadium, which is is offensive. Uh, But... All right, they might. They, they all right. So they hit a few more home runs. What if Aaron Judge goes into one of his pre, you know, one month and a half slumps again? Uh, I, I don't know. Like I mean, it looks good on paper. They got Soto for a year. Otani's going to be obviously there for at least ten years. So uh, it's it's all about it's all you know. Sometimes it comes down to chemistry. All these things look great on paper. Let's see how it plays out. The Mets, the Yankees, and San Diego spent more money than anybody than God last year. Where to get them? Who got nothing? If you're saying Italian, nothing. Eliminated from the playoffs. Didn't even sniff the playoffs. Nope. 
So I, I, yeah. for me, the issue with him is, uh, you know, I, the, the reason uh, my understanding of, about why he got all this money uh, deferred or not is that he's, he can hit and pitch. And yep. it wasn't clear to me that he'll be able to pitch again. Um, I know that I, I, I heard an interview from somebody saying that the Dodgers had thoroughly investigated this and they were confident he'd be able to pitch again. But you never know about these these injuries, you know. They, they, they and he's already – and Pete, let's take this one step further. He's already had two of the same elbow surgeries in a five-year period. You got and, it. And that, oh, so and what, and so that, that that was my point too, Luther. You, you, you brought up a good, good point. We His pitching is really questionable now. And and, well, as, yeah. and, as, and as Don says, with the – with the bad elbow, how effective is his batting going to be? I think the Dodgers may have taken a big risk. Well, Wonder- every, well, Mike, everything is a risk in sports or in life. Everything <laughs> is a risk. I mean, <laughs> think about this. Yeah, with some that's, risks, that's not, some that's, 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 as much. Some well, yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, but the thing is, yeah, it may not cost you a lot of money, but just like normal you and me, Say we walk out of our say we walk out of our house and we get you know get by a car. There's a chance we get there's a chance we may not. Yeah, survive. but look, but the point but is we know. Though. The point is we already know what Shohei Otani might face. He might face being out of pitching for a year and a half. Well, that that's and, usually and that's the time where the take. value goes down. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they it, could be it, may, it could be another Bobby Bonilla. They could be paying him in 2065, even if he's not right. alive oh, anymore. Oh God! Right. Don't right. remind right. me. <laughs> so, so Pete, what do you make of all this? Well, look, I, I think from a from a batting standpoint, I mean, you all make good points. I'm going to get that, but obviously, someone was going to pay him this kind of money. Okay, maybe it would have been six fifty, maybe maybe seven hundred million, fifty million more than what most of us thought. I thought maybe between six and six fifty. All right, Dodgers come over the top and get seven hundred. They don't care because um, it, you know if he hits pretty well which i have a feeling he's still going to there's certainly a risk with the elbow there's no, there's there's no question about that but let me ask all of you the whole panel this whatever team is your team and obviously you know covering the red sox and being a red sox fan my entire life would you not take if you if as long would you not take him on your team right now for 700 million why do you care about the money it's not your money who cares what did you what did you what did you ex- assume the risk there and just I uh, would want I, I would want I would want him to give me the most bang for the buck. Well, that's always you always want that, but uh, you, you you know a lot of these teams, including the Red Sox, over the years have overpaid for people. Usually, they have they have produced some most of them, some of them obviously. But no matter what team you're rooting for, if the Red Sox and John Henry wanted to spend seven hundred million, I'd say great, you bring them. I'll take my chances. Not my money. And hopefully, you know, things will work out. Hopefully from both ends, meaning hitting and pitching. But if not, well, what are we going to do? I'll take, I'll take my chances. Somebody was going to do it. There isn't anybody, there isn't a fan of any team in Major League Baseball that wouldn't want Shohei Itani on their team. That's true. Now, he's not going to give you what he did last year. I mean, you know, babe, passing Babe Ruth, all that kind of stuff. But I, I can't imagine there's any fan base out there that wouldn't want Shohei Itani on their team right now. Well, I, I, I would say that's true. And, but but remember uh, to go back to Luther's comment about Bobby Bonilla. I mean, you know, uh, us Mets fans no, that, that are, wasn't, are, that still, wasn't are still sort of gag when we think about him. That was know? me, and yeah. it was that was that they're going to be paying him for real until twenty thirty five. So yeah, if this is just his beginning for Shohei, they'll be paying him in twenty sixty five. And this, what if Shohei doesn't pitch in a year and a half or two years? 
Well, what if exactly. Well, here's the thing. He still, he still, he still get, he still gets, uh, he still gets his pay, even though he doesn't work. Right. He still. Oh, no, he's going to be playing in a field every. He's going to be batting every day. What if he's batting, you know, close, over three hundred and hitting thirty five plus homers and driving in hundred RBI? That's okay. Cool. Unless unless there's steroids involved, that's a physical impossibility oh. with a blowed elbow. <laughs> Don't well, look. Don't uh, don't remind me of night. Don't remind me of look. The fact of the matter is, the Dodgers won a couple of championships. Right. Nobody's going to care. I mean, Nobody's going exactly. They have that, to that's, win. That, that's the bottom that's line. That's right the bottom line. They won't. They won't. Who's going to pitch for that but to happen? I, I, Bueller? No. Kershaw? No. May? No. Gonsolin? No. Who's going to pitch for the Dodgers? That's the question. Because the Dodgers starting rotation. Do we happen to have a hand raised? Oh, if they get Blake Snell. They may have a chance, but the question is, how's Blake Snow going to look? Because, I mean, the Diamondbacks yeah, are getting yeah. better. I mean, the Diamondbacks are getting better. The Giants could get better. The whole NL West could get better. It may not be as easy of a cakewalk as the Dodgers would normally have in the NL West. Oh, I don't think it's ever a cakewalk. I don't think it's ever a cakewalk, number one. And number two, uh, the, the, the Padres have nowhere to go but up after last year. I mean, an absolute debacle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and then they lose. And check this out. They lose their manager. Bud Black, who goes, I think, yeah, they lose their manager to the Giants. Bob just Melvin. Joe, and yeah. The Dodgers just signed Joe Kelly to a one-year, $8 million deal today about an hour ago. So, Well, that that, that he's he's a reliever. That helps our bullpen. Yeah, he can fire. I mean, he played for the Red Sox. That man, he can. He's he a little the Kelly, too. He can fire. Yeah. And Joe he can Kelly throw a left hook too. and a right cross. Yeah, yeah really. Kelly. <laughs> Dodgers are signing with Kelly a one-year deal. Yeah. So, Pete, I have a question I've been thinking about ever since I heard you were coming on. Uh, as one who lived in Boston for, for several years, I find that Boston is sort of a, compared to the rest of the country, is sort of an idiosyncratic sports fan base. Um, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. College sports is not a big deal, especially football is not a big deal in that part of the world. Baseball is more of a big deal than it is, say, in uh, Missouri, where I used to live. Talk, can you talk about the difference between you living in Florida and doing a national show compared to uh, doing being in Boston for as long as you were? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm a, I've, I've been a huge college football fan my whole life, not just BC, but we, we vacationed on the East coast of Florida for many years. So I've been a huge Miami hurricane fan forever when mm. they almost, when they almost, it, it almost dropped the program from the mid seventies when nobody cared about them until Schellenberger took over and they won their first national championship in the 82, 83 season. So I've always been a big fan of college football. Boston is a big time. Most of the Northeast, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, are parochial cities. They are yeah. professional towns. Now that doesn't mean there's not college fans. You go to any sports bar in Boston or Philadelphia, New York on weekends, you will find tons of people all over the place that are big time uh, college football fans. The problem with those markets is the hosts are lazy and they don't watch enough college football up there. They don't. They they think it's all about the Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics. And Patriots, or or you know, in New York, you know, same thing: Giants, Rangers, Knicks, that kind of thing. Yes. In Philadelphia, but I mean, it's it, it's different. What I love doing it down here is you. I, nobody gets really caught up in the minutia. You know, we get calls every day down here from when mm -hmm. I was at ESPN Southwest Florida, and even now, my fan base of the listener is is very diverse. So we have people down here from all over the country. So we get. I, I call it, you know, we have a Northeast contingency, obviously our Florida contingency. We have what I call the Big Ten contingency. And then we have people out West as well. So it's different every day. And it's not the same thing. You don't get caught up in the same type of minutia every single day. 
But Boston is a big time parochial town. It's you know Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, and depending on who's winning, and it's not necessarily in that order right now. I mean, in Boston, there's no question the Celtics and Bruins are number one, and Boston has always, always been a hockey town. Always, mm-hmm. that's never they changed. Were one of the original sixes. Yep. And speaking of the Golden Hurricanes, thoughts on Mario Cristobal after the Georgia Tech gag? Like where, like where, where is where is Miami in the college football pecking order? Because well, to I, me, I it feels they, like look, they're going I, down. I think you got no. I think they're headed in the right direction. You got to have a process. You look what Mike Norvell's done at Florida State. You know, people want to can him too. The first, yeah, people have it's it's either like win a championship or go to hell now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's got it's mm. gotten so out of hand. You gotta you gotta give coaches a little bit of time. Yeah, the Georgia Tech was a major brain fart. One of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest <laughs> debacles I've ever seen in my life. There's no there's no getting around that. But they got no. the number five recruiting class coming in in next year. Um, uh, I, I think they're going they're they're headed in the right direction. They were two plays away this year from being. Not seven and five, but being you know nine and three, stupid couple of stupid plays. They got screwed in the Florida State game with a safety that oh. should have been called. The Georgia Tech game was obviously a debacle, but they got the yeah. number five recruiting class coming in. I think a guy like Billy Napier of Florida is in a lot more trouble, even though he has the number three oh, recruiting class coming in because they have underachieved um, big time. So I'm um, I'm not worried about Mario Cristobal. Um, and they got a lot of nil money there. There's a lot of things happening, and the fact that it took him to get all the stuff the bad stuff out the last two years you got to give coaches a chance think of what's the time magazine give Deion sanders coach of the year are you yeah. kidding me he had oh, 90 after, kids to leave he had 90 after, kids after, leave. and, and, and yeah, you know they got after, after the first two games after they beat tcu who just went down here i'm like dude but tcu isn't that good this year they, i know, know that, but you know but so they they got crushed and and, and obliterated and they have they have a bunch of kids leave and Time Magazine think gave him a coach of the year, which is insane to me. I I thought I thought former Memphis Tiger coach Mike Norvell should have got it, even though they got hosed in the college football playoff for Kirby Smart for crying out loud with the Georgia Bulldogs. One of those two should have got it. I mean, oh that's I, I, no! It, well, the, the coach you guys, what's his name at uh, Missouri? He he yeah. had a great year. Eli Drinkwitz, yeah. But I, I have a different opinion on the Florida State thing because people don't want to take into consideration the rules that the committee have to go by, and as currently mm-hmm. as currently constituted. Part of the rules, which is, ins- I, I, I read this almost every day because there's always somebody that wants to make an art. And it's fine. I understand Florida State fans. I understand you think they got holes. One of the criteria is other relevant factors. This is in section two under principles. Other relevant mm-hmm. factors, such as unavailability of key players and coaches that ha- may have affected the team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. They can take that all into consideration. And I went through, if you go through the top 13 teams ranked right now in the college football playoff ball <laughs> and played Florida mm-hmm. State on a neutral field, every not that, they, not that they don't win, every one of those 13 teams, every one of them would be favored over Florida State right now as they are currently constituted. I think the team that got holes was Georgia. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because it, and the thing is, Heather Dennett talked about it on the Sunday morning after championship Saturday. She's like, there is a criteria that everybody doesn't pay attention to that they can look at your last two games that you played and look at how bad your offense was. And that's Florida State. Florida State's defense is championship defense. But if you can't score, what makes you think you're going to hang with a Michigan, a Texas, a Washington, an Alabama, an Oregon, 
if Oregon would have made the college football playoff. They, and their reward, they're going to get crushed by Georgia. I don't. They, I, I have no doubt. Would, there's mind. a lot of factors that go in. Number one, with you know, yeah. with, when the quarterback went down, when Travis went down, um, ah. that changed everything. They're on their third, basically third string quarterback. They were not going to have. And I'm sorry, it, it does make a difference. It's unfair. Yeah, Brock not a great Glenn. rule. It's unfair, but they did not want another 65-7 debacle like they had last year. They're, exactly. That's what's going to happen. The hey, only. We want to see if we have any people raising their yeah, hands. Do we? Yeah, let's do, do we, that. Trish, Trish, do we, we have, have anybody? Uh... Yes, we do. We have, let's see, uh, area code 626. Mitchell. Go ahead. Mitchell. Mitchell. That's Mitchell. Mitchell. from the West Coast. Okay. Oh, he's happy Here today. Come... Oh, I'm sure he's Mitchell. on the Here comes a Dodger fan. Oh. Here we go. Hardy, Hardy, Mitch. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to have to jump off pretty quick, but I, I have to point out, um, Otani hit – uh, as well, uh, the last two months of the season with that uh, with that torn ligament, it didn't affect. And what what we have been told throughout is it will have no effect whatsoever on his hitting. Yep. Um, so so I don't know how that works, mm-hmm. but the Dodgers believe uh, what the medical <laughs> folks uh, have told them, and. As was pointed out earlier, somebody was going to pay him that kind of money. Apparently, his agent was the one who suggested the deferred contract. And yeah, Bobby Bonilla, it's Bobby Bonilla-like. But given inflation, the way inflation is going, um, it, it may, in fact, turn out to be a bargain. So... You know, if if not uh, if if not us, it would have been somebody else. And yep. uh, but but as as was mentioned a few minutes ago, our issue really is pitching. And now with that contract, that it's only I think it's only going to be forty million off the books uh, uh, for now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're still in a position to get um, to get some starting pitch, pitching. Uh, Bueller may not be ready until uh, May or June. Uh, they're looking still to sign Kershaw. I wish they wouldn't. I think the man ought to retire and go out with some dignity. Um, yeah, and I'm now hearing that uh, that uh, Tyler Glasnow is uh, is the one they're uh, they're looking at, along with uh, Dylan Cease. I know nothing about either of them. Well, but, let me tell you, either one of them, they're going to get at least a chance to have an ace because at least Dylan Cease can get you at least six or seven. Same thing with Glass now because he's got some wicked stuff too. Yeah, and Snell's off. Uh, Snell is uh, is apparently off the Dodgers' radar. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we're going to win if we don't get some starting pitching. Although with the two the two young guys, Bobby Miller particularly, I love, I love and him. Uh, I love and Ryan him. Pepio. Uh, both could be in the starting rotation next year, and Bobby Miller is is really outstanding. He is going to be the next Kershaw. So um, you know we we need a little help, but uh, as I say, having Otani, you know, Saturday we thought he was going to go to Toronto. That false rumor, uh, tracking the airplane and all that other nonsense. Uh, yeah, uh, anybody who believed that. Would believe I, that that you could buy the Brooklyn Bridge. That is such a yeah, completely bogus rumor to even think of that. You, I heard that even metal house room is wrong. I heard that. Well, we Friday, and I'm like, what? 
No, I we had dinner. Like we had dinner with uh, friends Saturday night, and the the fella is a is as big a Dodger fan as as I am, and and we were we were saying um, uh, Sunday actually we talked about when the uh, when the rumor turned out to be false that the fella who put the story out Hornstra, no one's ever going to believe him again. He he's I think ruined his uh, his credibility as a sports reporter. That that's why I only deal with the MLBs like the John Morosis and the Mark Feinsands and the others that come through MLB because he, at least the at least those folks they're on the ground floor. Yeah, well, I, well I, we're you know again we're I'm I'm pleased to have him. I uh, the contract, you know, in in 2035 I'll I I may not even be alive, so I won't, won't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but uh, you know it's uh, and and there and the story is and you haven't mentioned it. Uh, Mookie Betts apparently is going to be a permanent second baseman. Well, I did see that. He played there for the minor leagues for the Red Sox, and yeah, he came he, up as a second baseman. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. He, played, he actually played there. He actually played there a few games for the Red Sox too, an emergency situation. But that that doesn't surprise me. Betts you know, actually is that he played from uh, from having he, the run. Yeah, exactly. He he and the Dodgers think it is going to be better for him physically. Uh, yeah, he was signed as an infielder, and he played, I don't know, 30-some-odd games or more for us this past season, and he was flawless. He was as good uh, a second baseman as he was an outfielder, and so we don't have to worry about uh, guys in the minors. In fact, we traded uh, today Jordan Vivas uh, and Victor Gonzalez to the Yankees yeah. for a guy that I, I suspect is a, is a minor leaguer, Trey Sweeney. Yes. Sweeney. I yeah, don't know who he is. I did but, see some uh, good things stop. about Victor. Was it Rodriguez? Gonzalez. Or Victor Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Victor Gonzalez. Yeah. I read who some was good pretty good a couple of him. years ago. Yeah, he was pretty good a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. He did not do well this year, but um, which which and uh, and Gavin Lux is one of the trade pieces. Um, mm. and we're going. We're also going after Corbin Burns. Oh, you got. So I'm not. Oh, you're really going to load up. Didn't Lux wipe out yeah. either an ACL or an Achilles, one or the other? I th- Both. I think no, was- an ACL and an MCL uh, wow. in the first workout at spring training this, this year. Yeah, but I don't know if you're going to get much of anything for him. I wouldn't. Probably not. Well, he'll be a, he may be a package. The deal I'm hearing is, is Lux, um, Cartaya, uh, who did not have a great year as a uh, AAA catcher, Diego Cartaya. And one of our young pitchers, and if they take Michael Grove off our hands, I'll be thrilled because I don't think he's all that good. Michael and they're Cartaya, talking those three for Burns and uh, Willie Adamas. Cartaya was with the with Rancho Cucamonga. I, li- I listened to a few of the broadcasts with Linskog, and his name was brought up they a moved, lot often. They moved him up, actually, to uh, not to AAA. They moved him up to AA uh, uh, okay. later in the season. But he hey. did not have a great year. Mitch, before you go, I know you have to go. Yeah. I, I'm curious about your take on the congratulations to the Lakers winning the first NBA in-season, in-season playoff tournament. Yay. I'm the only I'm the only fan, I guess, in the United States who doesn't give a bleep. No, I'm, I'm right <laughs> no, with you. I'm with you, Mitch. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you also. But if it makes I, the players, I, but if it makes the players care more about it, if it makes the players care more about it, 
and there's not low yeah. management, then I'm all for yeah. it. Then I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to either of the uh, the games in Vegas. Um, because they didn't count in the standings. Those the semifinals and the finals, as, as I recall, didn't count in the standings. So you got it. Hey, the only good basketball is played by women at the collegiate level, for my money. Exactly. Like well, Bronny made his debut. Bronny made his debut yesterday. Uh, yesterday for for my yeah. alma mater for USC, he looked pretty good. The rest of the team stunk. We blew a fifteen point lead in the second half. Lo- lost to Long Beach uh, State. Yeah. Uh, Long Beach State. But uh, Bronny, Bronny will probably in the next two or three weeks uh, be starting. I think. Mitch, that block he had—he played 16 minutes. I think he had four points, three rebounds, three assists. The block he made looked just like his father. That was uh, yeah. That, that, was <laughs> that doesn't yeah. surprise me. The only the you know, and thank goodness he he's uh, you know recovered. He had the uh, the surgery that fixed the uh, the defect. But the one thing that'll do is I I think. This will this will have him stay and play one more season at USC. I I'm not even sure he he'll go into the G League next year, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, do you still have Pete Arbogast out there? Absolutely, uh, he's the what a football, voice. the USC football guy. What and a he's voice! Fantastic. He still he just does football. I don't know. I don't know because he used to do both. Well, he did Rory basketball. Uh, he did basketball, and then about ten years ago, a guy took over named Rory Marcus, who was great. very good. Sadly, oh, passed away in his him. early fifties, mm, and the guy has been doing uh, USC basketball for the last three, mm. four years. Is a guy named Jordan Moore, and he was runner-up to the guy who the new broadcaster for the Clippers. Oh, you mean the uh, oh, oh yeah. the guy. The guy that Iron Eagle's son. No, not no. Iron Eagle's son is doing. He's no, he's yeah. Nets. It's not Iron Eagle's son. Noah, you Noah was the voice for two seasons. It's uh um. I've heard him on. S2A. I don't remember his name because I don't listen to Clipper games. I I've I've heard him. I've heard him, and he's a he, he does he does he he's improved remarkably since I've listened. To yeah, him Jordan Moore does the SC basketball games, and he's the sideline guy for the football games. Yep. Well, I thought Ian Eagle's son was doing Clipper games as play-by-play. Oh, no, he right, on doing, the radio. On the radio. Yeah, he no, is. He's, I've heard him. No, he's not I've heard actually. Him. No, he's, I, I heard him last the, year. I haven't heard him this year. But well, he, last he, year, yeah. I don't know. He's but this year. year. He's on the Nets. And uh, we do have other hands. Just so you okay, know. Right. Mitch. Before you hey, go, take condolences care. I'll, uh, I'll listen until I have to go. Take care, everybody. Condolences, Mitch, on the Rams. That was a difficult loss for them yesterday. They should, um, they, they, they should have won that game. I mean, just the, I mean, well, I think Baltimore is going to come out of the uh, AFC. I think so, so too. It, well, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, look, yeah, I think the they're only, the ones coming out of the AFC. Right, the, only way, the only way the Ravens don't come out of the AFC is like with everybody else in this league, injuries and health. Thank you, they they got the it, best they, defense in football. Yeah, they, they, they didn't show it yesterday, but they have the best defense in football. My, I, I, I need to, I need to see Miami play against a better team. I mean, they're not, they're not playing against a nobody. They're playing against a nobody tonight locally. I mean, I, I need them to see. I need to see them play better against the teams that are in playoff contingent before no, I give right. a, a chance. And, and Dallas, I mean, Dallas proved a lot of people wrong. I mean, they but they they crushed the Eagles and Dallas oh. playing great, playing great they're football right three. now. Uh, they hadn't beaten a good team either, and they smashed the Eagles. 
who are in a really tough sweat. They're, they're in a bad they're, spot. Well, they were, I mean, that four games they had to play Kansas City, you know, um, Buffalo, San Francisco, San Francisco, and then Dallas. I mean, that's a tough oh. sweat. They have four, not cream puffs, but they have four very winnable games. And I was talking about this on my shoulder. They <laughs> have four very winnable games remaining. It reminds me of the Bucks down here. Uh, a few years ago with Tom Brady when they, when they won the Super Bowl. They were 6-5 yeah. and five and sort of kind of finding themselves. Then they had four cream puff games at the end, and they blasted all of them and really got their confidence going. And then, you know, then they beat Washington playoffs, Philadelphia and uh, Green Bay. Then they beat Green Bay, the basically Bowl, at so home field. I wouldn't be. If you're an Eagle fan, I would not be so distraught right now. I think you're in pretty good shape to figure stuff out the next month. But the team they, they, they need they to worry and about. That, and that, you talk about a game of inches. No uh, there were two passes to to AJ Brown. Yeah, one one he turned the wrong way. The yep. other one was just off of his fingertips. Yeah, and the inches was the the touchdown by uh, who I remember I don't know who was it Pollard I guess Pollard or yeah I, th- I think it, it was Pollard. I think it was. And then Pollard. didn't they have didn't they have that one by- to uh, Smith? They had one to Smith on a short pass where he got tackled immediately. He got to, yeah, but I'm just yeah, thinking so, about the inches. If 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 Brown catches those balls, one of them yep. was going to go touch was going to go for a touchdown. The other yep. one would have put them in goal to go the red, in the red zone. So at so, least yeah. So so that that was, that was a game of inches. I thought in, in yeah, but you know what else? But the other part of the game is it, it, when he, it, it's real simple. Brown, fumble, lost. Hurts, yep. fumble, lost. 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 Smith, fumble, lost. That's a ball game. Three turnovers. That's a ball game. Yeah. That's yeah. a ball game. And you look, yeah. look, at the, yeah. look at the Chiefs' bills. Same thing. Two to one turnovers. And, they, fumble, and, they, and those you, were those were caused fumbles. I like that. The most of exactly. them Exactly. Yes. yes. They punched yes. those balls yeah. out. They, yeah, they, they, like were, they, were, they got after it. And so did we have other people trying to yes. get in? Yes, actually, we, we have several hands raised. The first one it. is Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm in the middle. Cole? What's up? Here I, hey, here I am. Hi, What's happening? What's Not up? much. Sunny San Diego. What do you think? <laughs> um, now, l- l- let me see if I understand this correctly. $700 million for 10 years. Mm-hmm. First year, he gets $40 million, and then does it increase so, so many million up until 10 years? Or is it forty million for the next nine years? At ten years, he gets a lump sum back. It gets it gets a lot a lot of it. Let me. Uh, I, I wrote this all down on my notes. I'm trying to. They they, it's, <laughs> they it, a lot. It's it's basically going to come out to where the Dodgers really make out here. So the the money in the contract is deferred. The competitive balance tax number, the luxury tax, is discounted. Write this down. I'm going to quiz you later. With a source saying majority of Otani's contract is deferred, the discount could be significant. So typically, the CBT number is the average annual value of a deal, in this case, $70 million. But depending on the size and the length of the deferrals, Otani's CBT number is likely to wind up in the 40 to $50 million a year range, which is a big-time benefit for the Dodgers. So the deferrals also affect the net present value of the deal. There's... Um, uh, as I said, money today, more valuable than money tomorrow. But the Dodgers are operating in an environment where the prime rate is 8.5%. And with money today being so pricey, it lowers the present day value of the deal by a significant margin. So in the end, he's going to get his $700 million U.S. million by the Dodgers. An incredibly, as we know, an obscene amount. But 
it, he's going to get it all. It's just a question of some some years are going to be bigger than others. It's almost like Patrick Mahomes' contract is very mm-hmm. serviceable these next two years. Next year, I think it goes up to you know what a fifty million a year. So. I think I think it is. I think it's like fifty, maybe fifty point five. Yes, like that yes. somewhere in that oh. ballpark. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so with this contract, the Dodgers are going to look okay. Yes. How are the fans going to look? Are they going to see an increase in ticket prices next year and parking prices and concession stand prices? Every, every team does that. The Red Sox are in last place. They're raising prices all over the course it is. 50 you bucks. You better believe it. Tickets up 10%. They all do it. They all do it. Peter Angelos is a crappy owner as he is and got lucky. Not lucky, but he's going to sell off an entire team. And look what they're doing over there. This, I mean, they're, gentlemen, they're the gentlemen, I do, have, the I, yeah. I do have to run, but I will let you finish the show. I have to right. have another commitment here. Pete, it's great having you continue the show with everybody else. Thanks. Guys, I'll be talking to you. And this is a great See? show. Happy birthday, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Okay, so I understand that everybody's jacking up their prices, but I also understand that everything in California is more expensive than anywhere else in the country. Can we expect a can we expect a higher increase in ticket prices than other places? Yes. Yes. Well, I don't know about other places, but if it's a ten percent markup, it's a ten percent markup. I don't think they're gonna go higher than that. But of course, of course, it's going to be that way. And you know uh, what? Yeah. Well, and people will pay it. People will pay it as long as you are a contending team. Exactly. Right. I get that. I get that. That's a, a, more as, every as long, minute. As long as you have a chance to either A, be in the playoffs or be in the discussion for a World Series, of course, it's going to go up. Well, and one of the things that I keep saying, and maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> Pete, I'm curious your take on this. The, 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 the sports system is not so much for for the fans who come to the stadium it's the tv contracts it's the merchandise the fans are almost this a second thought am i right about that or am i uh being too cynical no i, I mean i think you're you're pretty much accurate i mean right they on. all they all preach they care about the fans right they all preach that no mm-hmm. it's a business it is a business if they yep. cared about the fans teams that finish in last place or teams that don't spend money up to 40 million dollars a year um, you know, they they give tickets for free. Now, even last year at Fenway, it got so bad, they're giving away uh, Red Sox-Yankee tickets away for like $2. That's how bad it got last year at Fenway, which I have never, you know, even my friends told me. I was, I'm down here, obviously, in, in southwest Florida. But so, I mean, it's it's only, they're only going to be patient, especially in baseball, where I still think they're, I, I mean, I'm a baseball fan still, but you, you're losing the younger generation, even with the pitch clock and everything else. Um, if you're not a contending team, uh, why, I mean, why are you going? Uh, unfortunately, why are you going to a pirate game? Why are you going to some of these other teams, even though they have beautiful stadiums and beautiful facilities? You're not going to sit there and pay fifty bucks to get in, twenty-five to fifty bucks or a hundred dollars to park. Sometimes the parking is more than the damn the ticket price to go yeah. watch crappy baseball and and the concessions. Let's not forget about that. Oh God, that, that's no that please. Oh, you oh, know, yeah. like twelve dollars for a beer. <laughs> Come on, Malcolm. Thank hey. you for your comment. Uh, yeah, Trish, who's next? Okay, who's next? Okay, next we have Troy, Troy Larson. Actually, uh, Trish, how many folks do we have? Um, how many do we have? Hi, everybody. Um, Hi, Troy. Total on this call, including me, is twelve. Now, how many okay. hands are raised? How many hands? Oh, are I'm up? sorry. We have two, and that's okay. Troy and one more. Okay, thank you. All right. Hey, Troy. You're welcome. Hey, Troy, what's up? 
Long time uh, no hear. All right. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, I, I think the first thing I want to bring up, I wonder if the uh, Shohei, the Shohei Otani deal has an opt-out for seven years, like the uh, Alex Rodriguez deal back in 2000 did. You know, the, the uh, deal that A-Rod signed with the Texas Rangers for 10 years, $252 million. Uh, my understanding is, I mean, I've not heard of any opt-out after seven years, but um, obviously if, if the contract is mm -hmm. deferred, you know, maybe maybe they didn't feel like it was, and you need to have an opt-out in there. But I'm just uh, speculating, <clears throat> just uh, throwing, some, uh, throwing some thoughts out there. It does. I was Troy, it does not include any opt-outs. I can tell you that. It does not include any opt-outs, according to a couple of sources. <laughs> and again, the majority of his salary will be deferred in order to mitigate what the Dodgers, quote, are charged toward their competitive balance tax payroll on a yearly basis, meaning they're going to make out great. <laughs> sure. It, 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 it sounds like to me that from what I'm hearing you say, I mean, the, 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 the big stars are earning an average of $40, 45000000 million a year. So it sounds like Otani's getting sort of the same amount, but spread out, uh, spread over. I don't know, a, a spread out over period time. Over the period of time, yes. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of the same thing, but it sounds great on on paper. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and when you look at the contracts in baseball, um, they, they, they sure seems to have they, they sure seem to have escalated, um, especially for the big stars. They have gone up. In the past a few years, in fact, when you look at first of all, when you look at the list of top ten contracts, um, as far as the overall value of a contract, most of them happened uh, within the past a few years. The only two exceptions are the two deals that Alex Alex Rodriguez had, uh, two hundred fifty-two million that he had with Texas, and of course he's traded to the Yankees, and then the $275 million that Adrod signed in back in 2007 after he opted out his uh, first deal. Um, but no, don't forget Mike Trout's contract. Mike signed a $426.5 million 12-year deal back uh, uh, four years ago. So yeah. and that was huge back then. And Mahomes signed a $450 million deal oh, with the Chiefs. Go. And, you know, Verlander and Scherzer, they signed yep. up the big-time deals as, as well. And when you think and, about the Orioles have a payroll of sixty point nine million, of course the A's, poor Billy Bean, at fifty six point nine million. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it oh, I'm, I mean, it is unbelievable. <clears throat> and as a baseball fan, I'm, I'm I'm sit there, I'm thinking, how is it that we get all this money, uh, the uh, the uh, the teams? You know, how is uh, it from, you know, from TV? Well, for, for and well, the, uh, the TV bubble might be bursting a little bit for, for some markets because... Yeah, I saw something today. Not in Los Angeles, though. Not in Los Angeles, it's not. No, I, I, no. I, but... I saw something that the, I saw something today, speaking of TV, where the Royals could be looking for another television partner with uh, with what's going on with... Um, Bally. Bally uh, Sports. Yeah, yeah well, the... Uh, the uh... Bally in 15 markets. And uh, you saw last year what happened. I mean, there were games that weren't on the air. And now you have yeah. you have teams right now that the Blue Jays and the Angels were too. They didn't even send their broadcast crews on the road. They did the game from a studio for away games. That's, that's all. And by the way, they just they dumped Ving Wagner on Friday. Yeah, as the radio voice of the Blue Jays, which is totally stupid. You don't remember Ben Wagner, the former? They voice dumped of the Blue Jays? him. Yes, I yeah. missed they did, that. They didn't renew his contract. 
They, yeah, they, 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 they did not talk about and, uh, uh, Pete remind me of this. He is real no. good. The the, yes. the issue for the owners is many of these teams are a tax write-off. Yeah. Well, remember Eric you know, remember so, Eric Nadell uh, a couple of weeks ago was talking about this. You know, so I asked him about the producer. So in some ways, they, they, they want to get us, I'm being a bit snarky and cynical, they want to get a big loss to offset whatever else they're making money on. So, Well, exactly. I, well no, you're, you're, that's a great point. And, you know, I, I have discussions with people who are Red Sox fans all the time, like, ah, you know, Bleep and Henry, he's spending money on the Pittsburgh Penguins, which they own. They're spending money on, you know, Manchester, uh, Man City, you know, or, or, or uh, Liverpool, which they own. They're spending mm -hmm. money with LeBron and the racing thing. They, every one of those is a separate entity. One has nothing to do with the other. So people exactly. think, oh, they're spending this amount of money here, or why aren't they spending on the Red Sox there? It, it's got nothing to do with any of that stuff. Uh, now, you want to question how uh, serious John Henry is right now, just using him as an example, uh, committed to winning with the Red Sox. Okay, that's a different story. They bring in Brett, everything else. But I think people get confused with these billionaire owners and, you know, they're quirky people. I've met, I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of them. And, you know, it's not like people you want to go out and have a beer with, you know, if they're, yeah. they're, they're kind of quirky people, but they got there for a reason. Most of them, not through nepotism or, you know, handed, you know, trust funds, they got there for a reason. And, you know, it's their, it's their toy company. It's their, it's their toy. It's their toys are us. And they're just kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're just plugging along. But I hear people all the time say, why, you know, the Red Sox on the Penguins, they own Liverpool. They own, you know, Ross Racing and all that stuff. And but the Red Sox came in last place. Why is that? And it's like, one has something to do with the other. I, yeah. I, know, I never say never, but 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 I have a hard time seeing my owner down here, Jim Crane, uh, spending that kind of money on a player. <laughs> I mean, he had a chance it, it, to uh, Carlos Correa, but but he wouldn't he wouldn't keep Carlos Correa. Mike, uh, if it if it's don't if have it's to because they keep winning. If it's yeah. a once in a, if it's one of those once in a lifetime players, oh, you bet your bottom dollar he will do you everything he, he can. There is a really it's an interesting thing because you know the teams like the Orioles last year were fabulous. They you know and, and they had a great year sure and they, they had one of the lowest payrolls in in baseball. Yeah. Sixty point nine million, and that was a, that was a miracle. It happens. Two years you know, ago, the only All Star they had in 2021 was Melanie Newman up there in the broadcast. Booth. Exactly. And speaking of, was, I don't even. I I don't remember if she's still doing the games or not. I think she's still the number two. I don't even think they, she did any. I don't. They shunted I don't even, her onto TV, which I think is a complete waste. Lotus, she's too good a mind for for, for TV. Yeah. I I and speaking of TV radio commentary, by the way, stupid move that they moved Corey Provis to TV. And have now they have Chris Atterbury, who used to be their game day host. Now time he'll be good. Don't worry about yeah, that. He'll be fine. Then they have. Then they have. Um. Well, they had uh, uh, Dick Bremer. He was their longtime TV yeah, voice. He was had, forever. Had done for forty years uh, on various yep. outlets, uh, especially mm -hmm. with, well, well, when the, uh, the Twins were first back on the cable. Um, I mean, no, we're on cable, whatever, but. Because of a Bowie sports situation, I wonder if they decided they had to have him step down to, to save some costs. Yes, absolutely, Troy. 100%. Absolutely. absolutely. That's a big part of it. That's why Bowie's having – they've had a lot of issues. And then you go back, you know, to the Tampa Bay Rays down here. I mean, what that team has accomplished 
with that minimal payroll. And it's all about scouting and getting, again, getting getting the right players, not necessarily the best ones. They've had a plethora of talent come through Tampa Bay, come so close, uh, you know, to getting over that hump. They're, they're kind of the new version of Moneyball back when, you know, Billy was doing what he was doing with the A's, which is an amazing mm-hmm. story in itself. What he had to do back then with so, yep. with such, you know, little money. Tampa Bay is doing the same thing now to a degree, the Minnesota Twins. And not just Rocco Baldelli went to my high school. I love Rocco. He's a friend. Uh, but, I mean, the small market teams that are still able to compete. Like you get the Twins last year. When you see the, the Padres and the Mets and the Yankees and to a degree the Red Sox, uh, the cup that spent all millions, hundreds of millions of dollars and got nothing. And exactly. these small market teams, because of the scouting, uh, put the right players together, not necessarily the best ones, and they're competing. And these other four teams, five teams, are sitting home, sucking their thumbs, going, what the hell happened? How did this yeah. go wrong? I you screwed it up. That's what you did. And, team. You know, and we still have one more hand, guys, just so you know. Yeah, well. Right, let's go ahead. Whoever's there, go ahead. Let's see. Gene. It's so, Gene. Troy, Gene thank Johnson. you so much. And, and I, 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 I love the baseball game yesterday between the uh, Vikings and the Raiders. I thought that was a, <laughs> a really uh, a, a, a fabulous yeah. example yeah. of baseball. That was fabulous. That was the that, the only time that would have been a, was, would have been the first shutout of a game since 2007. And if it went the, in the but if it went the whole way, like the last time it happened was in 1952. Wow, a full game. Between nothing, uh, nothing tie. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. That was crazy. All right, I'm sorry, okay. uh, Trish. Who go ahead. We no. had Gene, uh, Gene Johnson. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So I know we only got like less than ten minutes left here, so I'm going to be pretty quick. First off, first and foremost, uh, Pete. Um, no. What yep. are your thoughts on the <laughs> trade that the Red Sox did over the past week? The trade that the Red Sox did over the past week? Yeah, yeah for the Alex pitchers. For- oh, oh, for, oh, the, oh, last, oh, oh, the Verdugo thing. You know what? I had uh, Ian Brown on today on my show from LMB.com, and he covers the Red Sox. We were talking about all of that. Uh, I, look, I, I, Verdugo, I, I knew Verdugo was going. I have mm-hmm. no idea uh, what's going to happen with this team, Troy. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to – I guess you kind of have to give Breslow the benefit of the doubt, see what happens. I'd like them to take a chance, go get Blake Snell, and I'll feel a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea the direction where this team is going. Uh, I really don't. So I, I, don't, I can't get a feel for what they're trying to do except to kind of, uh, you know, jettison the excess baggage for this team that finished in last place. You know, right. and it's not done well the last couple of years. So your guess right now is as good as mine. Until as, until I see these guys actually pitch for this team, and I will down here in spring training, I'll, I'll get to see some of it. Yeah, I don't know how much you can really gain out of that, but I'll, I mean, I'll I'll try. But I, I don't know. What are your thoughts about it? You like it or not? Um, I am okay with it. I mean, look, my thing is is. If this gives them kind of a little bit of flexibility as far as maybe trading some pieces for some more pieces, maybe that works. I don't know. But it's tough to say because I really don't see the Red Sox spending the money. 
I, I really I mean, don't. that's a shame. But I mean, I like Tyler O'Neill. Um, I think he's a good, you know, a pretty decent player, a good, powerful right-handed hitter. I mean, he's going to hit some home runs at Fenway. Mm-hmm, they love mm-hmm, that yeah. kind of stuff there, even though it's a left-handed ballpark, which people don't want to understand. Yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, I, I don't know when. Um, it, it, it's it's just a, it's a tough call because I know they're trying to move in the right direction. And yeah. as I keep saying, I told Ian this morning, oh, I want to know how committed John Henry is to getting back to World Series contention again for the Red Sox. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. There's, and there's, there's a long way to go. It's only in December. So yeah. switching gears here, I listened to well, – I was kind of flipping back and forth between the Bengals and Browns yesterday mm-hmm. because I am here in Ohio at the moment. Yep. <laughs> um. Who of those teams do you think is going to make the playoffs? I, I, my thought on this because of the Bengals losing their quarterback at the time being anyway, Burrow, I have a feeling that the Browns might have a better chance making the playoffs this year than, than well, the Browns the lost their quarterback too. Well, the Browns, well, the Browns, they, they lost, performed the Browns a lot lost, better well, though yesterday. The Browns lost three quarterbacks. Flacco was amazing yesterday. Browning is, is good, but, but the problem with Cincinnati is this. They're, the Browns are in the playoffs right now as a five seed. And that was a hell of yeah. a win they had yesterday with Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. But you got to start looking at tiebreakers, division of conferences. And even yeah. though Cincinnati is seven and six, and they're yeah. only technically one game behind Cleveland, you got to jump over four teams to get yep. there. Uh, and it's it's that's big. I mean, they're seven Buffalo. and six, but they're 0 and four in the division, which is huge. Yeah. And they're and three and six you. in the conference. So, uh, they're going to have to win out and have some luck as well. Whereas the yep. Browns, who are three and two in the division and six and three in the conference, that's a big time upper hand for them. Yeah. Right, and, and they and they and they they only have to they they basically got a tiebreaker on Jacksonville. So even if Jacksonville wins the AFC South, there's a chance they may face each other again if the seeding stay where they are. That's oh, I agree. And that's the other thing that, that and, you know that the yeah. that the Browns who basically didn't have any fear against Jacksonville can go down there and knock them out. Yeah. They could they could be they could be the team that I would really watch out for that could be wobbly coming into this playoff run. Right. If I had now, the other weapons, th- you're right. With a great it's a great point. With those weapons that they have, as long as they're healthy with Chase and Higgins and company and those guys, as long exactly. as Browning continues to do what he does and he's not just a game manager. People forget that guy was a great quarterback at Washington. It's the last time was. Got, to the, got, to the, got to the playoff was when he was there. I think people forget that. And now they're and going they back here. But but yo, know, that as long as that team remains reasonably healthy and Mixon keeps doing what he's doing, I mean, they so I'm impartial. Nobody's going to want to play. So I'm impartial because I live here in Dayton. So I'm only about an hour's drive from you know Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. I'm too far. I'm too far south to be a Browns fan, although my wife's father <laughs> is. So I, I, I am impartial. Now, the last one I wanted to bring up is the 49ers. Oh, good um, Lord, they look good. They really look good. They and look I'm good. really, I they lost. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm a little, cons- I'm a little, I have a little bit of fear on the Eagles at this point because I don't, you don't. Look, head look, head to head two weeks ago. We yes. saw we saw the men versus boys two weeks ago. The Eagles and the Chiefs and the Jags, one from the AFC and two two from the AFC and one from the NFC, 
might be the three vulnerable teams that I would be concerned with. Yeah, the Eagles have some cream puffs down the stretch, but if they don't get their turnovers fixed, that could be the but, thing that bounces them out. Yeah, but Luke, you just, hit, you just hit on that, though. That's the right – I think they have four games here, which they should win. Seattle probably be the toughest one next week. Then well, Seattle's going to be bounced out after Sunday, so I don't well, think yeah, Seattle's going to the, make Then they get the Giants twice, and then I think the Eagles will be able to figure it out, and uh, I would be shocked if they lost any of those four games. So I expect them to be 14-3 and three going to the playoffs. Now, you're right. They could still win games and still have a couple of turnovers. They need to – they need to fix that because that was a killer yesterday. Uh, three of them. Having, having three in that game. But like I said, I, I liken it to a lot of what Tampa Bay did a few years ago when they were 6-5 sure. and they had a play. They had four cream puffs at the end and blasted all of them. And people were like, oh, well, we'll see what's going to be like. And I'm like, I'm telling you. And they got a, and they were they a five seed. They, they fixed it. Now, they could still fix all their problems. And, and right now, to me, San Francisco and Dallas are still better teams, but as right. Bill Parcells once said, boys and girls, just get in the tournament and anything can happen. Yeah. Exactly. And last thing, you, and and last thing, I I didn't mention the New England Patriots because I'm still a loyal <laughs> fan and I don't know why anymore. <laughs> but oh, you can't you can't give up for one bet. You know, right? Like, you can't but get the three so, pick. You know, I want I want May I want May to be the quarterback. If not him, well, the I thing like. Is, Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up, but I do. This does bring up a pertinent question because I know we're running short on time. If you get Drake met, okay, who's going to be the OC, and can you really get much out of a running quarterback? Because think you already have a running quarterback who you waved and moved to receiver and tried to play quarterback. I vote for Josh McDaniels. Just saying. Well, and we have three minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, luck, I would love to see me. I would love to see McDaniel's come back, but keep in mind, do you do you think Kraft is going to say, "Okay, Bill, here's what we're going to do: you're going to be the coach, you're no longer the GM, you're bringing McDaniel's back." Is that something that Kraft would be willing to do and swallow his pride and bite the bullet and do that? Honestly, I think that Robert and Bill are going to have a mutual parting of the ways. I think the rumors out there are true. I don't think the Charger rumor out there has any merit to it at all, as I've talked nope. to Scott Solak about. But as far as him being traded for a number one pick, possibly to Carolina, possibly to Washington, possibly to the Chicago Bears, I think that that's going to be in play. I, I really do. And but, if, he goes to, if he goes to any of those places and gets total autonomy, so be it. I can't see him going to Washington with Eric Bieniemy there. Still not having a head coaching job, which he's been screwed over the last three years. Uh, I think he's going to get screwed over again. Eric Bieniemy could go to the Bears and be the head coach there because Elbert Luce is not going to make it. I don't care. Uh, No, Eber Luce is gone after this year. I think Staley's. I think. I think Eber Luce is gone. Staley's gone too. I think Staley's gone. There, there's a few teams. There's a few teams that are going to make. But, go but Bill, will, I, I'll be shocked. Bill does not go into the AFC to coach again. He'll go to the NFC. Oh, he'll he'll go to the NFC. But here's the thing, though. It, it, speaking, of, if you're going to Carolina, how long is David Tepper going to be patient? Because he is the he is the becoming the Daniel Snyder of impatience. Bingo. We we and have one thing. minute. Yeah. So um, thank you so much, Pete, for joining yeah, us for the time. Uh, this we, awesome. we, thank we you guys. Appreciate your time. Time. We hope you, we, we will come back sometime. Yeah. Hope thank we can you, bring you back audience again. for joining us. Uh, come and back you, next week. I think we have another guest next week. Yes, we do. We uh, have, we have and, the return uh, of one of our Pete Weber. I think it is. 
Yep. Um, we have so to join us. The voice. And uh, we will see you next week. As Bob says, Our fi- go with we'll God. We'll see you on the with, final with show blessing. of 2023.